0: My invitation to everybody listening is, has there been a gesture in your life that was done? And if if there has been, who was it and what was its impact?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen thanks for listening. Welcome back. Everybody radically loved. Here we
0: are. Tessa is here. Hello. And, we, and this is Wisdom, Wisdom Wednesday. Wednesday. Is that, that's better?
2: Better? Yeah, I think so. Sure. It's a little bit more in sync.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue to work on that. Yes. Um, so, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this new series that Tessa and I are so excited to share with you all. Um, Just to give a little bit of background, (laughs) my name is Rosie Acosta. I don't know, in case you don't know who I am. (laughs) Tessa, (laughs) this
2: is Tessa Tovar. Say hi, Tess. Hi, everyone out there. Thanks for listening.
0: And just to give you a quick background on our relationship is Tessa basically is our radically loved podcast guru. She does everything for us. She keeps this world going in, in, on its axis. (laughs) And, um, we, she was one of my students years and years and years ago. And I basically, um, signed her up to help me forever. Well, I volunteered willingly. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, today, first of all, the feedback that we've received for this series has
2: been good. Yay. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. People are liking this. We didn't have anybody submit any of their wisdom that they wanted us to share, but Mm -hmm. they did enjoy the wisdom that we provided. So, Wisdom that was not our own, obviously, like we were sharing a piece of wisdom that we were inspired by. And so this whole, the whole idea behind wisdom Wednesdays is Tessa and I will share a piece of whether it's a quote, whether it's like a poem, just something that inspires us. And we talk about our experience with that specific piece and just basically our relation to, to it, our relationship to that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we are, gearing up for season seven that's going to start uh in the middle of july we're going to be taking some time off we're going to take a a couple weeks off at the beginning of july test i don't actually know the
2: dates but so we'll be on the first weekend of july i believe that's like the second uh i'm looking at the calendar now yeah so it's like the two middle weeks in july oh yeah is- 9th and the 16th, I believe. Okay, so the 9th and the
0: 16th week, we will not be here. Um, we'll be here. We'll just be doing something really fun <laughs> and uh, we'll be thinking about you guys. But just want to let you guys know, I think there will still be some content released on the podcast that week, but we will not be live. Like, I don't know. We're not even live now. I guess this is pre recorded too.
2: It was pretty close to live. I mean, yeah, it's like the week of, and
0: okay. It's fresh. All right. So (laughs) that being said, the book I'm uh, inspired by currently, and the quote I'm going to read from is from my friend Light Watkins book, knowing where to look. And he actually was just on the pod. Well, you guys won't actually hear his interview. I think it'll be coming up here in the next two weeks at some point. Maybe Tessa, you know, I'm not sure.
2: Well, we can, we can make it in the next few weeks, but I was going to start us off in season seven fairly soon with light walk-ins.
0: Okay. So, so you'll have to wait a couple weeks for that conversation,
2: which is very exciting because he really
0: is such a wise guru and sage, in my opinion. I love him so much. He really is somebody that's living and walking the sort of yogic lifestyle. He's very nomadic right now. I don't know if you know that, but he basically liquidated all of his, the belongings and he's just living a nomadic life. That's he's so just cool. traveling right now. He's yeah. actually in Mexico city. Um, he's been there since the beginning of this year. And I asked him how long he's going to be there. And he's like, I don't know you know, and, and he actually downsized. It used to be a carry on and his backpack, but he, now he, all he has is his backpack. Wow. His clothes on his back. Cute.
2: Oh, oh wow. I mean, there's I mean,
0: something really romantic about that.
2: Oh yeah. I keep, I think about that often because I love to backpack, but that's like, you know, I know I'm going to be out there for three days and I'm carrying all my food and my water and It's so interesting, the process of going from the first day of backpacking to the the last day and like you get lighter and lighter and lighter physically, your pack gets lighter because you're eating your food. Right. Um, And so by the time you get back, it's like, I feel, even when I take my pack off, I feel kind of like this it's this physical sense of lightness, but it's kind of like what, um, light has done. He's like stripped away all of these non-essential things.
0: Yeah. And if you think about it, cause you know, I like to go metaphorical on everything. What a,
2: what a interesting
0: observation that the things that we carry, it creates so much, uh, such a huge cognitive load, even just making mm-hmm. decisions yeah. every day. Like, what am I going to wear? or what am I going to eat for breakfast? Those that's, there's cognitive load there. You are having to make a decision. You're exhausting energy on it. And it's just wild to think the whole minimalist aspect of it and not having a lot of choices. You know, people used to think Mm
2: -hmm.
0: having a lot of, it's better to have a lot of choices and it's actually not. Um, I can't remember somebody, uh, actually light. And I talked about this There's somebody that gives a Ted talk I can't remember who it is. Um, Kathy, maybe you can find it for us while you're doing the show notes, but somebody talks Mm. about the whole, like going into the grocery store and looking for uh, mustard or cereal and having all of these choices. And we think that having so much choice is better, but in fact, it's actually a lot more, more difficult Um, I imagine this might apply for the people that are single out there that are constantly scrolling through Hinge or Bumble and you have that
2: Mm.
0: swiping exhaustion where you're looking for love or you're trying to match with somebody. And it's just that overwhelm of choice and and what that does for
2: us, right? Yeah. When I like what you said about the clothing, because I remember it was... I think it's Steve Jobs that didn't he wear the same thing? day? It was like Mm -hmm. his costume. Yeah. I felt so inspired by that. So like what I do usually is I'll pick an outfit and I'll just wear it. I'll try to wear it for three to five days because it's true. Like I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear when I get up in the morning. Luckily, I'm not sweating profusely throughout the day, but it frees up the headspace. I mean, Tori is a t-shirt
0: and... Levi's with a belt guy Mm -hmm. forever since I've known him forever. That's his uniform. Yeah. It's consistent. It's been and he rotates between like three pairs of jeans. He's got his nice pair, his work pair, and then his everyday pair. And Uh I'm, and he looks so great all the time. And I just get a little bit jelly. I'm like, how, Mm -hmm. how can, how can I reduce my cognitive load and strip away some of that unneeded. And I don't have a big, I mean, you've been in my closet. Like to me, it's the same. I never shop for clothes. That's the one thing I never do. I have a lot of yoga clothes because I'm very fortunate to have a lot of awesome friends that have (laughs) clothing companies. And so they send me stuff. So that's always really cool. But there's even a point where I give a lot of it away because I just don't, number one, I don't have the space for it. Number two, it's just, I, I feel like it creates that that, yeah, that, that sort of surge of now I have to make a decision and we're making decisions all day long. Like, do you really want choosing your outfit to be another one of those things? I don't know. I mean, I really, for the people out there that love to do that, I think it's great. I'm not one of those persons.
2: Mm -hmm. So there's, I, I hear what you're saying. Like there's value in you know how we decorate ourselves. We talked about this before yes, how we decorate we ourselves. And, yes, you know, how we feel make ourselves feel mm-hmm. like beautiful and, and how we express our confidence and how we express our personality. There's definite value in it. And yes. I think there's time and place for it. But like when I'm feeling super busy and overwhelmed, and I just want to get up and focus on work, I don't want to be thinking about what I'm gonna wear. Well, that's the key. <laughs> that was the whole that's what's
0: what spawned the entire conversation between Light and I because we were talking about focus. And for me right now, as I'm doing my edits for my book, I have to have a very rigid routine. There's this great book called Daily Rituals and there's daily rituals from Stephen King to William Shakespeare. There's, it it talks about all the different rituals that writers and creatives have. And what's wild to me is how some of these really creative people do the same thing every day, they the same thing. They kind of go through this process because they, so much of most of their energy is going into that creative muse or space. So even having to make a decision of what I'm going to eat for breakfast, yeah, it's, it can be overwhelming to some not overwhelming to the point of like i cannot be creative but i think we don't pay enough attention to notice those things if i if i'm one of my biggest hang ups when i'm home and the reason why i feel like i can't work is because i'm constantly thinking about okay i have to make breakfast and now i have to stop and mm-hmm. stop what i'm doing cuz i need to make lunch for us i need to start preparing dinner i need to go walk the dogs i need to there's always things to do. So that process is being fragmented throughout the day. I can't just sit and allocate a specific amount of time. And unfortunately, I I would imagine most, most people listening to this are like me, they have kids or they have responsibilities where you have to sort of, you know, you can't just decide I'm going to be creative. So I have to stop everything that I'm doing and just wake up and eat an apple and, almond butter and that's my breakfast. And then I'm going to walk and then I'm going to just write for hours and hours. I mean, I think for somebody like you or I, that would be the dream. That would be the ideal, Yeah. (laughs) but I think it's important for, for us to remember the simplicity of just routine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we overestimate our need for variety. I, I think we, we are such creatures of habit and there's comfort in that. And you know, if I really thought about it or if I paid attention, I eat the same thing for breakfast, probably five, five to six days out of the week. I mean, my partner and I like to go out to breakfast. That's like our big thing that we love to do together. So I always, you know, there's some fun and decadence in that and variety, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think variety
0: is, is nice for Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, it's sort of the in-between not having the cognitive load of thinking about when you're focused, when you're wanting to create something, Mm -hmm. give yourself the opportunity to fully focus, to fully bring your energy into it. Even if that means planning ahead, like the first week of July, I'm going to focus on writing my book proposal or write my, my poetry book, or just write every day for five days in a row. And this is what I'm, I'm going to wear my cozy clothes and I'm going to set my alarm and the, my roommate or my partner is going to totally support me and just have that experience of immersing yourself. That's why going on retreat or doing a workshop is so such a beautiful experience, right? Because you're immersed in this learning and you are not worried about what you're wearing. You're not worried about You know, especially on a retreat, you're not worried about where your next meal's coming from because you're being fed, you're being taken care of. That's why retreats can provide such a transformative experience for people because Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about that. And so there is value in that. And we don't have to go to, you know, another country to experience that. We can create that experience ourselves. And there is some value in that. There's also value in making those choices and dr- going back to the clothing like dressing up and adorning yourself in a way that makes you feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But I think that having that be a a special occasion, that's why it's called a special occasion, right? Um
2: yeah. I don't know, it's just like finding the balance. Right? Absolutely. I yeah, it's absolutely. Because if can you imagine having to adorn yourself every day? So much energy goes into that. I mean, She's you know it's wild. Up. Like I have friends. my mom's boss
0: when back in the day when she was working at the children's hospital um she would have her norma was this just gorgeous like woman that just adorned herself and wore the makeup was always fully on with the gold earrings and the rings and the nice dress everything was to the T it didn't matter whether it was Monday at 7 a.m. or Saturday at 8 a.m. she was always ready manicured like just adorned herself to a T and if that's you boo like do it that oh, is yeah that is amazing I to me somebody like me sometimes the most I could do is like I'm wearing a shirt and my yoga pants. And that's, I could go to the store, I can do anything and I'm comfortable. That's as much thought as I'm going to give. And really as much thought as I give is, you know, you've been in my closet before. It's like, whatever is on the counter, that's what I'm going to wear. You know, there's not a lot of thought behind it. And I think there's also some value to that. So
2: yeah. Well and even to to the like the person who does adorn themselves every day, also that is a routine that they're in the habit of. And it is when something is a routine for you and you're in the habit of it, there's less energetic output. Right? Yes. It's it's more automatic. That's right.
1: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission
0: is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical and social workers, and board-licensed professional counselors. You can pay a low flat fee for unlimited counseling with your counselor. Counseling doesn't have to be expensive. There have been thousands of people who have benefited from online therapy, myself included. With BetterHelp, you can switch counselors at any point if you don't feel like you're getting enough benefit. And you can do it at your own time, at your own pace. You can communicate with therapists as often as you want and whenever you feel
1: it's needed. Help is always available at the time and place that you need. So if you're ready, head over to betterhelp.com forward slash loved. For a limited
0: time, they're offering all of our radically loved listeners 10% off of your first month. You could also use the discount code loved and it'll automatically be applied.
1: Head over to betterhelp.com forward slash loved. That's L O V E D, or you can simply head over to the info button of this podcast and
0: go to the link directly. A special thank you to BetterHelp for supporting us and our community. And now, back to our show.
2: Um, I feel like I cut you off. You were going to share something from Light Watkins' book, weren't you?
0: Oh, yeah. So my wisdom. Here we go. (laughs) Yes. I was wondering. I'm like, we went off on a tangent. Here we go, guys. Um, This is from Knowing Where to Look, Light Watkins, 108 Daily Doses of Inspiration. I'm sorry. I'll try and stay close to the microphone. Uh, This is on page 32 an act of kindness. So during the Holocaust, the Nazis kept the Jews underfed and malnourished to minimize retaliation. As one of the child prisoners fell on the brink of starvation, a Nazi soldier snuck him a rotten potato to eat. The nine-year-old boy credited the soldier's kind gesture to helping him survive the ordeal. When the boy grew up, he told his son about the Nazi soldier the Nazi soldier's life-saving deed, and the overall importance of showing kindness to others. In an effort to immortalize his father's touching story and spread the message of kindness, the son created an energy bar in 2004 that became one of the fastest-growing snack brands in the United States. You've definitely heard of them, and maybe you've even had one. They're called Kind Bars.
2: Oh, wow, that gave me chills.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. I know. I didn't either until I read that story, which gave a whole new meaning behind yeah. kind bars. Because we've all had them, we've all tried them, and they're delicious. But they are. So the wisdom for me that was inspiring is the whole idea of kindness and how one just all it all it takes is just one gesture. Mm-hmm. So I, my invitation to everybody listening is has there been a gesture in your life that was done? And if, if there has been, who was it and what was its impact? So I'll ask the question to you as well. If you can think of a kind gesture that is even at the top of your mind.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think of, you know, when a stranger, but I, this is the one that comes to my mind. So a stra- you're driving along the road, a stranger pulls up beside you and is like, Hey, you're, Tail lights out or your tires low or, and this actually happened fairly recently. Our tire was low. We were about ready to get on the freeway to drive to Seattle for three hours, literally one stoplight away. And on our left happened to be a gas station. So we pulled into the gas station. And because this person told us that our tire was low, we were able to pull into the gas station. And there was this young guy trying to fill up his tire. And he was just frantic and frazzled. Like he couldn't find a quarter. He needed a quarter. And so there was this ripple effect that happened. I had the exact amount of quarters. I never have changed. I had the exact amount of quarters that this young kid needed. And I gave them to him and he was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then he quickly, but safely drove off. And so it felt like this very cyclical, reciprocal, random act of kindness that I just felt like, oh, I was supposed to be there and that person did that out of the the you know general concern for the well-being of their fellow human and then I was able to pay it forward. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. That is so good. Um that's in my opinion that's what kindness is about. It's about allowing that rip- ripple effect to mm-hmm. begin. Um the most recent kindness I experienced was during Um, this morning time, uh, you know, after Chucky left the earth plane, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
0: shout out to our neighbors across the street, Ryan and Steph, who we just love and they've got four kids. So bless them, um, who are (laughs) so, so amazing and they are really like the best neighbors ever. Um, Steph actually came over, um, a couple of days after it happened and brought us this like cheese, and salami, like, and chocolate-covered straw. This platter could have fed, like, the entire block. Um, And it was just so, so touching and so kind and just, wow, like, so beautiful. And it just made me think, well, first of all, it made me think, like, man, we're terrible neighbors, like... I I want to be, I want to be that kind of neighbor where it's, I think about the neighbor. Well, you know, actually we have been close to our neighbors everywhere we've lived. um, Either across or to the side, you know, there's always been a neighbor that we were, we were um, close to, but how often do we actually do that? And how often Mm -hmm. are we the ones that are taking that initiative and, soon after there was a couple weeks after that a friend of mine had um lost her um it was like like um kind of surrogate mother um this this woman had basically cared for her her entire life and all I did was just send flowers like in mm-hmm. a note i'm so sorry for your loss i haven't talked to this friend in in many years but i happened to see on instagram that she was kind of going through it and you know, I just was like, you know what, I want to send her some flowers. And I, I had her address and I just sent them and she called me and we reconnected and we've been talking ever since. And it's sort of those small things that just to piggyback on what you're saying, that does cause that ripple effect. And just the smallest kindness can change the course of somebody's day, somebody's life, even, I mean, this person, I mean, this is such a, you know, intense story to think about the holocaust to think about the mm-hmm. upheaval that was happening during this very horrific time and to have that small gesture create this ripple effect that every single maybe everybody even listening to this podcast we've all experienced it now we've all had an encounter with this uh this company and in some small way we can exercise that same kindness to somebody we know or somebody who's really just needing to be seen or heard or a voice note to somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. So I'm just, uh, yeah, that's, that's my wisdom for the day.
2: Yeah. I love that. It's such a nice, very simple and actionable thing to, to be reminded of. Like you can wake up tomorrow and and say to myself, I'm going to my goal is to, to provide one random act of kindness. I'm going to see, it's, it could be simple as a smile. You see somebody, I mean, if you don't have to wear a mask, you know, if right. if, you, if you're walking outside and you can, you can even see a smile behind a mask. Yeah, I, you can. You can. You can yeah, tell you can. when somebody's like smiling. So it's even just that reciprocity of sharing your good intention and your goodwill towards someone else. Agreed. Uh, I'm all ready. All right. Okay, here we go. So, I have so many this Wisdom Wednesdays is my favorite thing because it you I've collected so, so many books over the years. <laughs> and I found this one from college which was I'm aging myself, oh. but many years ago I was in college. Hey, you're aging <laughs> and, us cuz we're literally the same age. Have you heard of this book?
0: Succulent Wild Woman? I think I have, but only because you've probably
2: mentioned it. That's the really? only reason. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, okay at one of our teacher trainings yes <laughs> so I just love it because it's very like it um it feels like it's an invitation to um bring out my inner child and have some play and be creative because of the way it's written it's like in this handwritten cuteness so on the thread of kindness <laughs> on the thread of kindness um I, I believe that you know Our ability to extend kindness to another really starts with how kind we are with ourselves. And I was, and one of the ways that I think about building this ability to, because I feel like it's kind of a skill you have to build to be kind to yourself, to build a relationship with yourself. So one of the ways that I like to practice that in my life, and I would encourage others to think about maybe cultivating in their lives too is this idea of like dating yourself. Um, and I mean, like taking yourself on a date. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and the author, she's talking about being self-entertaining in this, this little section. So I'll share with you her little description of that. I call them self-entertaining units, women who can visit you and function well by themselves. I used to have house guests that hovered near me with plaintive eyes and whining request. What should I do now? We can develop self-entertaining skills. Women are taught to cling and cluster and need to develop the ability to self-entertain and be independent. So to me, this is an invitation to to really develop that invitation to yourself, to be kind. And um, she talks about how one of the reasons we depend on others for entertainment is because we don't trust ourselves to provide it. Or maybe we just haven't practiced it yet, right? So the question is, When was the last time you, A, deliberately got lost in your car, like just took yourself on a little drive, scenic drive, um, called a brand new person or like Rosie, you were describing reconnecting with an old friend, um, went on an exploring walk without a destination, just by yourself, maybe listen to a podcast, perhaps it's this podcast. (laughs) or took yourself out to dinner. You know, if the world is starting to open back up where you are, you could bring a really good book. You could pick this one up or lights book up and take yourself out to dinner with, with a journal and, you know, or plan a solitary retreat. I mean, talk about giving yourself the time and space to just be, to just be and not have to do so those are, yeah. I mean, do you have an answer to any one of those? Yeah. Questions? Oh,
0: well, I mean, the one that you just said, um, the going, uh, well, all of them the going on a walk. I just did that yeah. yesterday. I went a different yeah. way than, you know, in cool. the evening, I like to go on a little kind of grounding walk and I had therapy mm-hmm. yesterday. So I was just wanting to just exercise my emotions out of my body. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a good one, but I, the one that you just mentioned right now about having taking yourself out on a date, I used to do that all the time back in like twenty. I'm like 2010, (laughs) so like 12 (laughs) years ago or 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, 2008, 2009, 2010. I was uh, teaching. I just started teach. Well, I was teaching full time. Like I'd quit my job and I was kind of teaching full time and. Tori and I were just kind of in a, a weird place in our relationship. And I would always have this issue with him and not taking me out to dinner, us mm-hmm. not having a date. And so somebody has suggested, why don't you just take yourself out on a date? And I did. And I, I actually went to a movie by myself. I went to my favorite vegan restaurant in, in LA. It, mm-hmm. um, what was it called? I, it's changed its name so many times. It used to be called Sun Cafe but I used to go just, you know, on once a week, Friday night, just by myself. And, and it was actually, it helped our relationship because I was then getting that fill that I needed that, that intimacy that I was craving was really me trying to cultivate that relationship within myself. And it, you know, and it made the, that feeling of lack it diminished that feeling because I was now getting that fulfillment for me. And, um, yeah, so I like that that really resonated with me.
2: Cool. Good. Yeah. I think back to my younger self and I had that very similar, I really wanted my partner to fill me up and validate me in that way. And, um, you know, I've grown up a lot and I've learned a lot more about myself and I've learned how to be with myself by myself Mm -hmm. and really enjoy it. So I value that so much. And I encourage you to do the same. You listeners out there. Yeah. All of you (laughs) listening to this. Um,
0: I think that's going to do it for our wisdom Wednesday. Thank you all so much for listening and Tess. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and wisdom today. We, are really enjoying this. So if you guys are enjoying this, uh, keep, keep, don't just feel like you have to tell us that you love it. That's great. We, we love that you guys are saying that you love it, but give us, you know, some, some, uh, suggestions, like let us know if there's a book we should be reading from, or if there's a question that you want answered. Um, I did think about, oh, it would be cool to have somebody join in and ask the question in person to just share. So that's potentially something that we can do in the future. Um, I'm sure for season seven, we'll have fine-tuned this segment even more. Mm -hmm. So we look forward to just hearing what you guys think. Send us an email at info at com And the subject could be Wisdom Wednesdays. That way you don't get lost because then Tessa will be... totally overwhelmed and <laughs> she'll be like, I don't know what, how we're going to be able to sort through this. So, um, that's, that's it for today. Share this with somebody who you think would gain some value and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you, you get your podcasts. And we'll put the links to the books that we read and anything else that was mentioned that is pertinent, uh, will be in the info session session, info session. Unlike like Freudian slip. Uh, Every everything you need will be in the info button of this podcast so share share share. We love you so much. Tess, thank you so much and we will we will what?
2: We will see you next week. We'll see you Friday. We will keep you in our hearts and minds. We love you. <laughs> All <of those> <laughs>
0: if there's a way here here this will be we'll have to fucking edit this out um so thank you all so so much for listening and for being here we look forward to hearing from you as i said earlier and we will be back next week
1: hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us. Message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes. Write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.